Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just wanted to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh, I know that podcast. I just wanted to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hello and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Sunny Gruel. And I'm Bushan Kumar. Bushan, I'm already excited for today's episode and particularly because I want to know what Destiny's Child song is going to be the theme. <laughs> for today, well, do you know, you'll be, you won't be surprised to hear that it's already trending on Twitter. People have like, oh. we haven't even done the episode yet and people are already <laughs> <laughs> tweeting, this is what it's going to be. Preemptive. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hold your horses, bitches. Yeah. We decide that. Thou not you. patient. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shall not tweet. <laughs> So today's uh, okay. song choice is going to be so good. <gasps> it's so good. It's so good. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing my fine. <laughs> which you <laughs> rightly opined was about Brexit, <laughs> which no one saw coming. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was amazing. <laughs> I love that link that I can't listen to that song now anymore without thinking, oh my God, this is the Britain talking to the EU saying we're doing mine fine but then actually with all the shortages and things going on at the moment now we are definitely not we are so not mine good. now it's the EU like who rebutted <laughs> they've remixed it and sent it back to us this is the reverse of this track isn't it but there's no trucks to bring it back oh <laughs> well anyway I think okay. do you know what will always be in our lives it's a secret diary of a zone one host so let's open her up we do let's open her up bloop, bloop, bloop. and you opening up that tab yeah we are and today we are talking about self-help is it helpful or harmful Bush and what are your thoughts so I think it depends on the person I think sometimes it can be incredibly helpful so you know in our previous episodes I've always spoken about Cal Newport who's academic who you know deep work we love a bit of deep work work. we do indeed so good they can't ignore you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> digital minimalism and yeah. his latest a world without email which i'm about to read which i'm really oh, basically he what argues is he proposing? well basically he's saying that emails are a waste of time and that some people's okay. jobs are just replying <laughs> to emails there's not actually any... that is my job <laughs> and it's true but then it takes you away from your actual work and if you didn't have to you know there was a time before mm. emails where people got the job done you know you'd pick up the phone and you'd just do your work or you'd see people so you know that i mean i need to read the book but that's what it said on the blurb <laughs> no but, oh, I'm excited for that. But with regards to the self-help element, um, the deep work has definitely changed how I approach work. And yes. that's perhaps an example of how self-help can be really good. But if you remember, do you remember Gillian McKeith? Now, I don't know if you remember, she used to uh, be this, she's a Scottish lady who, uh, she used to be called Dr. Gillian McKeith. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not doing any expressions that are visible <laughs> of a sound. But yeah. <laughs> Um, she's Dr. Gillian. She used to be called Dr. Gillian McKeith, and we. She used to have a Channel Four program. You are what you eat. Yeah, and she used to look at people's poo. poo. Do you remember, she, she wasn't a doctor though. She kept telling people she was a doctor, and they were like, "I'm sure that university was like, stop telling people you're a doctor, you're not." She was like a Facebook doctor before that oh, was a thing. Honestly, no. like she got some Which online doctor? diploma, exactly. And then she'd look at your poo and be like, "Oh, you." But thing was, like, even though some of the stuff she said was really clever, like yeah. you know, she did say like um, how sugar and Coca Cola was the All worst true. thing for you. And keto is a huge thing now. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, she that whole idea of kind of like resetting your digestive system. It was useful, but she obviously wasn't coming from a qualified place and she didn't, you know, her advice was, quite, was actually quite dangerous. Oh, no. So in that respect, but then she launched, I remember she uh, has this book. We still have that cookbook okay. and there's loads of advice in there. And if we take that advice now, if you view it like, you know, it says stuff like, you know, start, you know, starve yourself for this long and then eat it. And st- oh, that is a thing that a lot of people do. That is keto as well, isn't it? The, keto, um, yeah. What is it called that? you have to do is it the fast famine oh uh, yeah something like no, that. no fast famine same thing i mean uh, no feast famine feast, feast famine yeah because you have an 18 hour gap 
Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Because then mm. they, you eat a dinner and then you don't eat again until the following lunchtime. Yes. Or oh, is that intermittent fasting? Because there's one intermittent where intermittent fasting, isn't that's it? what I'm So you eat, like you eat at the time that's most suited to you. So for example, it might be from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. And that's or, it. Yeah. And then you don't eat again until the following day. Exactly. And I think, but I think these kind of things now, especially in the digital era, like, mm. you know, where you can go on to even TikTok has got so many experts, like skincare experts and hair experts and, you know, dietitians and, uh, you know, kind of exercise stuff as well. Because the exercise stuff, Thing is another thing like you know i'm sure we've all done a youtube video and popped our backs out <laughs> or used it to think so that's funny because the other day i didn't tell you i had a bit of a like funny tan i was like oh my god i don't feel great so what can i do like and when i feel start to feel a little bit like that i get anxious so i thought what can help with this i did a yoga to calm for anxiety oh okay and, it wor- and that is self-help as well i didn't even think about it until you said ex- you know exercise mm-hmm. is a form of self-help it yeah is. it absolutely is and that's what i mean but i think you're responsible about it and you've done yoga under supervision enough yeah. times to know <laughs> i can i can i can, I can do that far. exactly <laughs> you're alone like, in my house you're nicole scherzinger in um react pussycat oh, yeah, i video, isn't it? that video <laughs> familiar <laughs> it was me i was a body double <laughs> you know it's so funny i was re-watching that video because you know there's that scene that you Can we re-watch that video on my <laughs> on the 4k tv remember i was like i want to watch it on 4k um but there's a bit you remember that bit that you talk about where she kind of gives you that extra twerk the at the bench. end yeah. on the chat sorry yeah, yeah no just that scene before do you remember when you said like what's that about where she gives it a double oh thingy. my gosh she really flashes her all of her crotch basically <laughs> straight at the camera. but the other girls do too no they do but she just does it with but the thing is like nicole because it's the nicole shirt singer so <laughs> show you have to look at her crotch nobody else is oh, it's just like oh my goodness it was a lot it was a lot but no I, I i agree i think it's if you are doing it to supplement something that is already quite structured and you've got some experience in it yes it's probably good but then to, to, to solely do it based on you know without any kind of guidance from an ex- expert i think it it would need to be a very clear set of instructions like a book is different isn't it to just going on youtube and expecting it to solve your life problem absolutely and like you i think the other thing with like a youtube video is you get to see it in front of you so sometimes that's really helpful because you're like oh right that's what it's meant to look like or that's what i'm meant to be doing but at the same time it can be misleading because it might be from one angle yeah and you're like oh okay maybe i should have like you know done my downward dog in a different way or <laughs> maybe oh, what kind of self-help and... is this is this an only fans lounge <laughs> wait a minute this is a little bit early Oops, oh, oh my god we've gone straight to the <laughs> Right, to the OnlyFans lounge. Have you ever done the clink yet? You know, because the other thing is, like, what a lot of people don't know about the OnlyFans is it smells amazing in there. I don't know what diffuser they use, it's but it always beautiful. smells so good, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the secret it's, diary... it's the diffuser that um, was gifted to me from one of our OnlyFans. <laughs> one of our um, <laughs> podcasts is mine, fans, Lucy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh thank you, Lucy. Yeah, well, Lucy. if she could gift one for the secret diary of his own one, her, because the secret diary of his own one, her, needs some fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh, yeah. God. Anyway, we're going to get on to uh, the main episode today, aren't we? Yes, we are. So let's close that tab. Let's close that tab. And then <laughs> take it to the bridge. Now, you may have heard of or even swear by the Myers-Briggs indicator, but what exactly is it? The exact definition is an introspective self-report questionnaire indicating differing psychological preferences in how people perceive the world and make decisions. The test attempts to assign four categories, introversion and extroversion, sensing or intuition, thinking or feeling, judging or perceiving. One letter from each category is taken to produce a four-letter test result. No one should be surprised that our collective four-letter test result was 
Z-O-H-O. Represent. <laughs> A.K.A. Zone One Ho. But is this really a valid personality reader or just an outdated and irrelevant practice? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Well, Sandy, well, let's start with you. How did the Maya Briggs type indicate... Sorry, let's say the full thing. So it's MBTI, trying oh, to take yeah, on yeah, A-N-T-M, yeah, we do, it? to save mm. us having to keep saying that in full. <laughs> MBTI. So how did that come into your life? I first heard about it at a dinner actually with some friends who were all talking about oh which you know Myers-Briggs indicator are you and I was like what is this and then we all got our phones out (laughs) we all did the test and it was exciting to kind of just categorize ourselves and compare that was the thing that I found really exciting because it just gave you a little bit of insight into why people behave certain ways and I think a lot of it was very logical so when mine came out when I looked Mm -hmm. at my result it was I mean I'm I'm happy to announce it I don't think it's going to be a surprise to people I'm an ENFP no way I know like no way man which is the best one which one's that again Shady Queen (laughs) (laughs) you definitely I didn't need to do a test to get validated to be a Shady Queen I think that was just assigned to me on birth um so ENFP is the, the, AKA the campaigner is enthusiastic, creative and sociable. So I was just like, yeah, that's me. That's me. But then the best thing about it is when you read, so that's all the strengths. Mm-hmm. That's the charming part. Mm-hmm. Then you read the weaknesses and it was just like poor practical skills, difficulty in focusing, um, very critical of themselves and I just thought oh god but the thing is all of these things really resonated and I thought actually I am already aware of some of those shortcomings in my my personality (laughs) so so then you just do things to address that yeah to kind of help you kind of maneuver in certain situations because obviously as we are you know incredible zone one hose Mm -hmm. we have to like maneuver in the professional environments and you can't get by by ignoring some of those things that you need to i suppose develop and work on so i was already conscious of it but until i started really examining what some of my um what's the word um points of area to focus on were yeah i didn't put you know dedicated energy behind trying to kind of find ways to get around it Mm. so with the practical skills I know I need to kind of sometimes couple up with someone that is a little bit more probably not as creative as me Mm -hmm. to help make progress on things at work because that that practical stuff I don't find energizing it's like I have to do it in a personal sense when I'm going on holidays or buying my flat or the mortgage all that stuff I can definitely do it but it doesn't excite me and energize me Mm. so I know I have to kind of allocate now on when I'm doing jobs at work to the people that are more appropriately skilled for it and then I get to do all the fun exciting stuff (laughs) (laughs) but do you think that without the MBTI that you would not have done that naturally do you think it's something that was directly as a result of taking this personality quiz or do you think it's something that knowing what you know now you would have organically come to that's a really good question and I feel like yes to an extent we all have some sense of awareness of what our development areas are because it comes through in our conversations discussions like we poke a lot of our friends would poke fun at one another for different shortcomings but and it comes through in your feedback at work and all that kind of stuff but I think being able to identify it through something that feels a little bit more um it feels less personal it's Mm -hmm. more impersonal when you do you're you're told it through a questionnaire Mm -hmm. rather than someone that is maybe you feel like they may have an ulterior motive. They may yeah. be just being a shady queen. Mm-hmm. Or there may be someone at work that's trying to, you know, maybe sideline you and you yeah. don't trust the opinion. So at least when it comes through from something on a questionnaire, you think, okay, yes, it doesn't have to necessarily be, 
you know, perfectly applied to my personality. Mm -hmm. But generally, the indicators are if I'm going to take all the nice things from it, mm -hmm. then maybe I need to be a little bit more attentive to the things that are my development areas. So mm -hmm. I, I actually think it helped me trust it more. Okay, so you saw it as impartial and yeah. kind of really, yeah, like you said, it gave you that direction to say, okay, like you said, like you know, these practical tasks which you find are easier to. Kind of outsource and then that allows you to get on <laughs> to basically not be responsible for. <laughs> but then at the same time that then allows you to focus on what you're good at and then you can really forge ahead with that in that respect because isn't that what a team is as well because you know the strength of a team is made up of different traits mm. and you can go and that's why i think it's really helpful to work in a group where you're not the same because yes. you'll di bring different perspectives and yes it's not i'm not saying that all the people that are very good at practical skills and that's a natural um a talent that they should only do that yeah we all have to take responsibility for those things but if you understand what your natural strengths are mm -hmm. then at least you know how to make the most of yourself when you're in a situation that is high pressured yes when i'm in, under a lot of pressure i don't want to be the one that's organizing everything because i know that is going to make i'm going to be very inefficient yes so that's when you have to decide actually in this situation i'm going to make sure that someone else does this yeah but in situations where actually you're not under pressure then you need to make sure you're sharing that workload mm -hmm. and that's and, that, and that's what i've tried to use now to kind of adjust how i operate and I, i'm talking about in a work perspective but yeah. actually even in a personal perspective like i talked about the example of going on holidays yeah when i am going on holiday with someone yes naturally i would probably want to have someone else do some of the other practical organizing side mm -hmm. but i realized no it's nice for me to do that because then i get a bit of a say in what i want to do on mm -hmm. holiday as well when i'm going with someone else yeah absolutely wow but yes yeah, so what about you bush and tell me about how did um the mbti come into your life so obviously i've got a story <laughs> or, there's always a story first of all though can you guess what type i am oh yes 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 i wanted to do this so i'm not going to tell you what i am but um i i mean uh, Okay, so will I go through what I think might be some of your strengths? So I, you're super practical, you're sociable, you're just you're poetic, you're kind. Supermodel. You're a supermodel, you're fashionable, you're reliable. Oh my goodness, it's a, you're a Soho! <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I'm off the chart. <laughs> I think, um, just having a quick jump out, I feel like you're the entertainer. So you are partially correct. Yes. So that you're an E-S... Is that correct? I'm a P I M P. Well. You are P I M P. So <laughs> is E S right? So well, so actually, let me uh, you tell go. you. So E S F P is right. So I've ta I've taken this quiz twice, and I've had two different results. God, multiple personalities. <laughs> exactly, which is so much inside which is fine. of me. We're, we're but so E S actually, so E S F P, you're correct, was one of the quizzes. But then it also the first quiz I took. Put me as something else. Can you imagine? Can you think what that could be? I think you might sort of be borderline with. I, I feel like it might be something quite different. So mm -hmm. we have a quick scan. Uh, maybe an INTP, the logician. Yeah, uh, was it? I, no, it was INFP. <gasps> so I'm apparently. And it's funny you said poetic because yeah. poetic is one of the qualities oh, of INFP. Really close on the grid. Yeah. So it's really weird that the first time I took the test, that's what it came up as. And the second time it called me an entertainer. And I was like, okay. Um, so the uh, MBTI came into my life. Um, I was actually leaving a job at this point. 
uh, for a well-known broadcaster. <laughs> and <laughs> just had to get that in there. That's, that's and, a naughty name. And I remember like the manager was kind of like, uh, she had organized this. Basically, it'd been one of those things that, you know, like in the corporate kind of game, you know, when there's mm. like takeovers of departments and it's all really awkward and stuff like that. So it was in those, it was in that kind of day, like a great empire had just fallen and a new empire was rising. And I was kind of, I wasn't leaving for that reason. I was leaving for something totally different. Um, and this manager who I didn't really like, she was kind of, oh, I've organized uh, MBTI day and you should come to it. And it was like, I only had like three more days left. And I was like, I ain't going to waste my time coming to this now. It's like, you know, I don't need to. I was like, I'd rather sit in the office and go for a, a long lunch with some, a leaving lunch <laughs> rather than go to see it. So I've always kind of regarded it with a degree of cynicism. That's the first time I came across it. And I always associated it with that person. Yeah. So I was kind of very... Like, I kept a distance from it because I was like, if that bitch likes it, I'm not going to say anything like it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've, I've been intrigued because I've always seen, like, you know, sometimes on people in their Twitter bios or on their dating profiles, they will put down these four letters. And I'll yes. be like, but when I realized it wasn't a drugs reference. <laughs> Oh, that's I what, always question things like that. Apparently that's what 420 friendly is, which well, I didn't know. Weed. No, weed. Do you know why it's called 420? No, why? Because, so I found, why did I, how did I find this out? But it's um, on the police scanners, you know, the, when they do the announcements. Oh. And so it's a, four, a 420. It's a on code. The, on the, in the US is a uh, cannabis oh right okay um, call for cannabis yeah. that also reminds me of like a bit of an OnlyFans story um, I remember like how someone used to put diamonds on their profile oh, I think I they, told you oh did you tell me this <laughs> and yeah so that's an OnlyFans story but that's no, that is an, that is an only, related only to Hank Garden isn't yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> we will be moving swiftly let's move swiftly back on back to the game um, so I kind of looked into this and I just thought to myself for me it that's kind of where I came across it um, and then I, I would see these uh, these letters and I was like how does this work out and what does it mean um, but to be honest and controversially in the first time in the history of the podcast is mine um, I disagree with you like this this is completely not for me. In this, really? yeah, That's nice to hear a different opinion. Yeah, exactly. That's right, bitch. You weren't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I didn't mean like that. So I found it very, you know, the idea that it categorizes people into like sixteen categories. If you think about how many people there are in the world, and like we all fall, apparently we all fall into sixteen categories. Um, I took the test twice and I didn't get the same result, which I thought was really, really interesting. I found the questions were very closed and like it's actually it resonated when you said like, you know, that this is a there's a very definitive answer from this. Like there's no kind of gray area. And I can understand why in a corporate setting that works really, really well. It's unhealthy as well. It's unhealthy, but I find it really, really binary. And I find I don't it's not intersectional because the fact is you could be an extrovert and an introvert at the same time. Yeah. And like, if you think of like, for example, actors, some actors on screen will be amazing. You know, they'll be totally alive. And the minute the camera calls cut, they completely switch off and they're very private and they're not as open. Um, and also I just found it, it, I think it seems really, it's very kind of clinical. And like in the one way, I think that's a good thing because it's scientific and it's technical. And like you said, you're assured of a result. And I can imagine like for like in a corporate setting with like HR and other people, if there's like a manager who doesn't and like I'm thinking back to that particular manager who didn't understand how to manage people and like understand how to work with emotions and things like that doing something like this is actually a great exercise and also it's, it's like liability free because like you can then work out that look this person is an extrovert who loves doing this and that and then like you said like, like you rightly said like you can play to your strengths because you can be like this person loves presenting this person loves going out there and meeting other teams this other person loves doing an excel spreadsheet and loves doing admin and diary management 
So why not put the person who does the diary management in Excel in the back office and put the person who wants to go out onto the road in the field out there? In that respect, it's good. But overall, like you're going to laugh at this, but I've got to say it. I think for me, I, I prefer horoscopes. Oh my God. <laughs> I think horoscopes are you in love. You know, I'm always telling you about moons and planets and things like that. But... Mooning people. <laughs> <laughs> it was one time and they paid for it, okay? <laughs> that's what's keeping us sitting. That's what's keeping the lights on in the TBIM studio. <laughs> but um, yeah, I find kind of like horoscopes because for me, horoscopes are more intersectional and they take account of more instances. Because the other thing as well is I think that the MBT TI definitely worked at a certain point in time. And I think in like, you know, in a certain time in society, it was a great thing. And it was very revolutionary because it's like, wow, like what category do I fall under? And it was very much that time where you stuck to one thing or you were only, you know, you could only see yourself as bit, you know, if you were going to be a creative, you had to be a creative. And if you weren't a creative, you weren't. But thinking of today where we've got so much knowledge on our hands, we're living in the digital age. It's a lot, it's a different kind of environment. So I don't know how relevant the MBTI is for today's age. So, and that's why I will not be funding it. <laughs> no, Dragon's End. <laughs> so for that reason, thanks a lot. I'm out. <laughs> you know what? I completely understand where you're coming from. And I suppose what I've almost taken is the essence of what it's trying to do to categorize. Because I agree with you that you can't completely categorize the entire population into these very small buckets. Mm -hmm. But what I did find interesting is when we did it at that dinner table, mm -hmm. um, of the, I think there was probably eight of us, mm -hmm. most of the people that fell into those categories had traits that very clearly put them into those buckets. Mm -hmm. And there's two, so me and Eleanor fell into the same one. Mm. Now, it made sense because we relate on a lot of similar levels mm. and it doesn't mean that like you can't relate you definitely relate to me on a lot of those levels as well mm -hmm. but it just felt very similar in how we think yes. and that it had categorized and I think that's probably because we would answer the questions in the same way which obviously gives you the same result and I've, I've done it a few times and thankfully for me I'm, I don't want to change mine. <laughs> I'm not, I want to stay in a big and I, I'm I, I like mine but I do think that it can be a little bit problematic in the workplace and we never did it in a formal way yeah and it was suggested to someone once to to maybe do this in the team to help us identify it but i think what is it's quite i don't know it it could be really um, dangerous because it could help kind of enable some kind of discrimination of certain personality types. Because I'm sure, you know, if you highlight a lot of, you know, um, shortcomings of certain personality types, you might be like, oh, then I don't want to work with that type yes. of person. Or someone who is, you know, um, you know, quite outgoing. They may say, well, I only want to work with people that are similar to me. And, mm. and that's not what we want. We want people to be diverse in the way that we deliver projects or work on clients. And I I think it's just nice to have that as a bit of an insight into how someone may perform yes. in any situation, but it's not definitive at all. Yeah. Because like I said, I think in a lot of situations, I'm more than capable of being the practical person. It's just not what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think you're a good example of someone who it kind of relates to what we were talking about self-help. Like you've taken it in the right spirit. So you're not defined by no. it. Like, you know, but at the same time, like you said, there's a lot of traits that resonate with you and like this is something that you can relate to and like you've taken it and you said right look this is something that I need to work on um, and you know I'm you're more conscious now that yeah. you've got to work of it and like you said you're aware of your ability that you know you if you need to you're, you're verse yeah. oh, God. <laughs> you could do it I, if you needed to need... if, add a push add a push <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. you knew I had to take you it there. Knew, you had, like, TPIM fans would complain if we didn't take it there, honestly. <laughs> no, but I completely understand what you... I think it is novel to me. I think it's interesting. I definitely don't live and die by it. And yeah. I don't feel as though I'm not capable of exhibiting traits that are strengths in the other categories as well yeah it doesn't doesn't feel like it holds me back to think i can't do something no exactly but i think also at the same time like you said that it could kind of enable discrimination and definitely supports discrimination so i mean i discriminate a lot of my friends once i'm (laughs) (laughs) like who's this a basic bitch yeah no (laughs) not a friend of mine you're a bb no (laughs) (laughs) out the door (laughs) but do you think like how would it be modernized like because you know i was when i was reading up about it i saw even like Carl Jung like you know the great philosopher mm. I'm sure, I hope I said his name right he um, was like even he admitted it was flawed um, he you know and I think mm. that in terms of like if they were to update it or if they were to so obviously Zoho would be the 17th category the duh one. and everyone would then want to be a Zoho no, <laughs> do you know what I mean well we are honorary Zoho we are well we're, we're the first hello we are like if Carl Jung met us, he would have been like, yeah, these two, honestly, oh you want to be goodness. like them. Yeah. You want to dress like them. You want to know what they make up they wear. You want to know what they eat. You want to know where they work out. You want to know where they party. Lenithia's Lounge, if anyone's asking. I love it. I love it. Lenithia. Nini's Lounge. Uh, mm-hmm. no, but, yeah, I think it's a good question because I've heard a lot of um, criticism about the scale and how, you know, a lot of people debunk it and say it doesn't work and it's impossible. But modernizing it, I almost feel like, again, you would get some other bias coming in, wouldn't you, in mm-hmm. some way? And I think, yeah, it's probably, it would probably just eventually fade out, perhaps. I don't, I'm not sure. It's, I, I don't know. Do we need it? It's, it feels like a novel thing to me. Yeah. I think, do you know what, I, uh, you, that's, per, as a, you know, key Bouchan phrase coming up, yeah. get ready to take a sip of water, you've hit the nail on the yeah. head. We need a sound effect for that, like a hammer <laughs> hitting a nail on the head. I think that's it. I think it's a fun thing to do. And I think if you take it in the right spirit, so like if I'm, if I wasn't so dour, <laughs> ready to bring Aww. the fire. No, but I mean like in the sense that like, I understand that like it's a fun thing. Yeah. And, I, and like, you know, and I like that approach that you've got to it. And I think if it's kind of, brought in with that approach like you know it's a fun thing that you do on the internet it's like a it's buzzfeed quiz or something yeah and you realize that actually you know this is how it could help me but it won't hinder you then yeah it's a great thing yeah but um i think the kind of the way it's been used like historically perhaps is like you said like where it can you know like a la- i can just see a lazy managers just being like oh well this person's this this person's that or it's just and like they're not a, capable of change or being aware of how to use that information to their advantage. Yes, exactly that. And I think then that enables them to be mediocre, which in turn keeps people, you it know, there's a, there's a lot of personal stuff coming. <laughs> it's true. Michelle. I mean, it's our experiences, isn't it, sometimes? Mm. But then it's, by the same token, I can see how, like, if I was like to say, right, I'm going to discriminate on horoscopes and say, right, this person is a Gemini, this person is a blah, blah. <laughs> I'm a Gemini, FYI. Um, but, you know, if I say, oh, this person is this star sign, this person is this star sign i don't like subscribe to it it is more accurate if it's if you're a gemini which Mm. i can't believe i forgot Mm. then no wonder you had two results (laughs) exactly isn't that that completely accurate then (laughs) it's too fair but you know it's funny because like um the mbti has kind of got this kind of like scientific exterior like you know well well, that's the research that's the research like you know you expect like it's backed by empirical data Mm. and like you know it's got facts and figures and you but then at the same time, so is Horus, uh, astrology as well. Like, you know, because it's, it's guided by like synchronicity. Okay. So like, you know, this whole idea that the moon exerts a gravitational pull. 
Which is definitely true. Which is definitely true. The moon controls water, so we have high tide and low tide. Yeah. So human beings are made up of water. So therefore, yes. it makes oh. stands to reason that the moon's gravitational pull affects us as humans in some way or another. And then, like, the planets as well, like, kind of mm. all assigned different kind of horoscopes or whatever. Um, you know, the planetary position exerts a certain gravitational pull, mm. which in turn affects I'm our behaviour. And so it's, it's strange, because, like, when I was, like, look, reading through the MBTI stuff... I was thinking to myself, like, actually, there's a lot of parallels with horoscopes. But for me, the horoscopes were more intersectional and emotional. Mm. But also, I think as well, there, and I don't know, I might be wrong about this, you know, because I've been talking about the binary. I do feel like the MBTI has a really masculine energy to it. Interesting. I don't know if you get a mask feel for it. For it. <laughs> I mean, I don't see mask or um, I have to see mascara. Um, I didn't think about that. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like in the sense that, you know, because it's it's very, like I said, it's it's kind of like, do you remember those adventure books when we were younger? Where you, Choose your own adventure. Uh, <laughs> no, but do you remember you'd read it and it'd be like, turn to page 100 yes, and yes, then like, yes, you know, yes, then, oh, you fell down a hole or something, start again. Yeah, yeah. I feel that the MBTI has that kind of experience so to it. leading you. So it leads you to, that, like, you will reach a conclusion whether you like it or not. Yeah, that's true. So like, true, you know, yeah. you will answer those questions and say, yeah, I disagree with that statement or I agree with that statement or I slightly agree or I'm neutral or something. But wherever you place yourself, you will find, you will land up somewhere. Mm. Whereas with kind of, and that's the kind of scientific element of it, isn't it? That there's always an answer. Yeah. There's always like a fix. Whereas I think when you're dealing with like emotions and you're doing it kind of like freestyle or you're not prescribing to anything, yeah. you don't know, you may not get an answer. And Isn't it interesting that I picked probably both of the answers that you could have got nearly spot on that is true see that's what i mean there is some sort of alchemy to it so you can't like, i can't entirely dismiss it like you know i read you yeah you re <gasps> you read you bitch because <laughs> reading is what fundamental <laughs> see our drag race fans will know what i'm talking about you don't watch drag race so, no I, knew, I caught up to season six last year remember oh wow I know. <laughs> We're on season 13. It's season 13. 13. I know. You well, we're on season 13 of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> you know that's my favorite. Uh, you know just what? You I wait, could you? Just wait till I get Hey You. Uh, hey You, if you're listening, please could you um, give me a free subscription? Sponsor, <laughs> sponsor us. Say. Exactly. So then I could watch all of these and then he won't be able to say that to me. Oh, God. Yeah. No, but while we're talking about this, you know what? It's also reminded me of, um, and we've talked about this quite a lot, haven't we, in the mm -hmm. last kind of probably year or so, is how I've been learning more about the power of the subconscious mind. Yes. In the whole bucket and umbrella of... Um, self-help yes and it was a lot to do with attachment theory which again I, I know what you mean by in terms of it's very binary it, it puts you into four categories and you know just to give you an overview so that's helping categorize people into different buckets depending on how they interact with people in mm -hmm. relationships particularly romantic relationships mm -hmm. and i think it puts half of the population into secure so they're pretty good at communicating with you know their loved ones and then the other half of the population is like split into three so there's mm -hmm. insecure and these are three insecure attachment styles and one is quite dismissive so they don't tend to really um, connect with their emotions because of some trauma they've been through in their childhood so they find it very difficult to be vulnerable and then you've got another type which is called insecure attachment style anxious attachment style sorry which is you quite you validate yourself and you need to have your needs met from other people mm -hmm. and there's another one called disorganized attachment which is like a, you flip between the two and I think that kind of stuff I find a little bit more interesting because it is a bit more nuanced and is more um, like emotion yes. invested in it. And and that 
again, has really helped me just identify, because what I used to do with a lot of these things is, mm -hmm. I'm nosy. Yeah. I want to know what someone else is to help me work out how to maneuver with them yes. better. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we're people pleasers. Oh, yeah. you know, most people are. But I, me in particular, I always think, how can I be more effective at communicating with that type of personality? Or how can I not personalize something that they do? Because mm -hmm. that's just how they move. But then th what I've started to do less now is, Stop focusing on the other person. Put the mirror in your face. Mm. And what are you doing that you can change about mm. yourself? Yeah. And that's what I've really done with attachment theory. And it's made me stand back so many times and think, actually, why, instead of wondering and worrying about what someone else is doing, what am I doing? And how can I either change my um, viewpoint mm -hmm. and do something differently? Yeah. And or just change the meaning I'm giving to things? Because it's all about the subconscious mind and we you know apparently the subconscious mind is but I, didn't, I don't know why i don't this didn't seem obvious to me mm. it is way more powerful than the conscious mind yes so you have to and the only way to retrain your subconscious mind is by through repeti repetition and imagery mm -hmm. and emotion you mm. can't just do it by saying to yourself i am confident by looking in the mirror and saying that it needs to have some sort of emotion and imagery attached to it to to feel real yes so there's this amazing youtuber that i've been following and mm. she's incredible we have to link it yeah um and she, she's got a brilliant school all about it and mm. I, I feel like i'm this is one of the things that i feel like i need to sign up to to kind of get more in-depth support on because it is self-help when i watch the youtubes but it's just a taster and a teaser mm -hmm. but sometimes you do need to sit down and do some hard work on this stuff yeah and i th i really want to do more work on this in terms of reprogramming my subconscious mind on a lot of things that we've kind of ingrained in ourselves since childhood yeah and i almost feel like the older we get the harder it's going to be to undo this stuff mm -hmm. i'm not saying that i want to change who i am in my personality but it's just to reframe your approach to be able to maneuver in, li in life in a way that you don't stress about the small stuff in the same way as you used to yeah absolutely and i think that's a great point that you know you these kind of things like an mbti can be a real good springboard into that kind of personal growth and like finding out ways where you can, it, it kind of comes back to that because you're right, it's not just in the corporate setting, it's in real life as well, that sometimes you might think, oh, I'm not as assertive as I want to be mm. or I'm not as open as I want to be. And that's a real kind of, um, you know, this might help you think, okay, well, this is a way that I can be more assertive or more open or like you said, reprogram unconscious biases. And that's something, yeah, we really kind of like have t spoken about a lot and it's definitely not only in our lives, but in everybody's lives. I think that, you know, where it's funny now because when I see like my friends with their kids and like the way they speak to their kids, like um, I'm not really around children a lot. <laughs> the Asbo won't let me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> joke, joke, joke. That's a joke for the benefit of the day. But no, I mean, like um, I the other day, like a friend's six-year-old son, I, you know, I was like, hello, how are you? And then I just didn't know what to say to him because I was just like, I don't How really to communicate with the child. How yeah. to communicate with the child. And I think it's kind of, um, I don't know why I even brought that up. I just... <laughs> I, can't, I had a point I had something to tie it to MBTI I can't remember what it was now I think I, it was just oh that was what it was um, it was my um, kind of subconscious mm -hmm. was 
dictating that conversation because it was like that when I was younger that's all the uncles and aunties or yeah. people would ask me they would only ask they didn't me didn't want to engage like, yeah and I, I remember as a child being like so and I remember as I asked it I just thought if I was six years old and someone I'd be like fuck off I don't know Who, yeah. who's this weird man asking me this but now I you know n- now I realise that like it's, these are all kind of, so you're right that kind of reprogramming sub- yeah it's because of your experience you're projecting that onto projecting that onto and you don't even realise that you're doing it and in that respect, you know, if it is like a habit that's not very, it's a negative habit or mm. it's something that doesn't benefit you in the long run, then yeah, absolutely. You want to reprogram that. And if you can use MBTI as that springboard, then, you know, go for it, girl. That is that is really good. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people, and what you've got to be careful with is not always constantly feeling like, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. I'm putting a lot of pressure on yourself with these mm. things because yeah. it is taking it with a pinch of salt to not kind of burden yourself with constantly having to you know not feel like you're you're doing good doing enough basically I think that's that can be quite draining so I think it's kind of trying to find a way to measure it and kind of split it out over a course of a period of time rather than expecting yourself to be a finished result after the end of a course well exactly that is it's an organic process it's a journey it doesn't really that journey doesn't have an end like there isn't going to be a point where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm done. You know, uh, this is the result I I'm got. You're like, you know, there's only 16 outcomes and I've reached all of them. That's great. It's not like that. It's going to be continuous. And it's, you know, you may regress at some point and you may then suddenly surge forward. It happens. Mm. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a strange. It's a, that, that's life as well, isn't it? That's the right. dichotomy of life, I think. Girl, we are getting so deep. Weird. Can we take it? Can we get back in the shallow? Because that is we are. So, oh you know, my we are god, drowning. We in are subconscious redefining right philosophy. We should put the philosophy is mine, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness me. Well, do you know what I think? You know what we should do? Um, as usual, um, you know, it wouldn't be TPIM, and we wouldn't be South Asian <laughs> if I didn't quiz you. <laughs> oh, I love a quiz. So I've, of course, I've prepared a, a pop you quiz. You always do the best quizzes. You know, every time I reach into my Hermes, Ber- Hermes Birkin, <laughs> Hermes. my Hermes Birkin, yeah. um, I've always got a quiz ready for you. You do. So I thought what we would do for this quiz is um, I'm just going to shout out. Um, oh. no, I'm not, sorry, I'm not going to shout because you're all listening. Like, you know, so I will oh, yeah. you know, my sultry vocals. I, can't I think we should have followed that advice of not shouting. Maybe when we first started recording. I, I know. Oh my, blowing well, everyone's eardrums out. Oh my God, we were in a park. If we didn't shout, there wouldn't be no podcast <laughs> See, that's the journey that's the journey girl um so i'm gonna say the names of celebrities don't uh, start with ellen degeneres <laughs> i said celebrities not cancelled the cancelled list is canceled. not but what i want you to do is oh, i want sorry, you to yes. tell me what the so you know if you think you're so hot you better show me what you got to quote madonna speaking to britney oh my god so i'm madonna you're britney <laughs> Hey Brit, hey Sunny, can you show me what she lose control? I can't even say. I'm so old now, I can't even remember the words. But you know, so if you think you're so hot and you know you can get my, you can guess my thingies correctly. Can you guess these celebrities? Now you've got five seconds to answer each one, just to add the pressure, because you said you like you know. Can we just edit it so it sounds like I've had five seconds? No. And like you said, that under pressure, like you know, you really. I'm not good. Exactly. So this is a great chance. Oh no. <laughs> exactly. Get your MBTI grow. out now, girl. Oh, and, okay. But um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say the name of the celebrity, and within five seconds, I want you to tell me what you think they are in terms of like um, are they which, which personality, which personality type. So can you quickly read out the sixteen personality types? Let's, that are yeah, on? that's a good idea. Yeah. So we have INTJ, which is the architect. Uh, just read out the architect. <laughs> oh, sorry. Honey, yeah. we're, 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 <laughs> the tape's running out. Come on. <laughs> 
run out of memory stick. <laughs> exactly. Quick, quick, quick. We've got the architect, the logician, the commander, the debater, the advocate, the mediator, the protagonist, the campaigner, the logistician, the defender, the executive, the consul, the virtuoso, the adventurer, the entrepreneur, and the entertainer. Exactly. And then there's a new 17th category, the Zoho, Zoho. which you are all, which you all are, and which yes. we are like the prime, we are the founders we of. We will definitely be knighting people with that. Exactly. So if you are lucky enough, you know, let's check. Well, if you listen, you're a Zoho. But... <laughs> well, it's all those people who subscribe, rate, and review, and okay, follow us, fine. you know, the gold stars. Yes. They will, or they will be getting their Zoho yes, accreditation. <laughs> You know who you are. Thanks, <laughs> Mum. <laughs> Our mums didn't. Exactly. All right, so I'm going to say the name. I want you to be quick about it, okay? Oh so, you know, lots of stress, lots of pressure. Oh this is not going to be easy. Okay, ready? Okay, so the first one How is... How many are there, by the way? Uh, I've got loads, and I, they're all themed as well. So okay, you're going to love this. Okay, so let's start with Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner is the... Four. Executive. <gasps> she is the commander. Oh, and what was the fun is. thing about the commander that we said earlier? Kelly, um, Kelly Rowland. The Kelly Rowland song. I'm your commander. Sorry, that was that the only a... lyric remember, Kelly. Sorry, your only song. <laughs> <laughs> no, she had When Love Takes Over. Oh, and she had... And um, Work. Work. Oh, she did. And she had that one with Nelly, where she oh, was no matter using what you Excel do. Oh. to text. <laughs> Oh. No wonder that relationship was doomed, honestly. Oh, God. No wonder it didn't go through. It was an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> but then that gave us the wonderful girls. Don't remember. Girls. girls. The Sex that and City, the... Destiny. Oh, my. Yes, I mean, like. Destiny fulfilled. Yeah, exactly. That was Destiny fulfilled, honestly. <laughs> right. Okay. So, Chris Jenner is the um, commander. The commander. Um, Kim Kardashian West. Kim K is going to be the uh, adventurer. Uh, the oh. protagonist. She's a protagonist. Yeah, she is the pro- protagonist. Yeah. Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset. Oh, the uh, the come on, no, 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 the. Uh, I must have your answer now. Now the entrepreneur. Uh, no, you would think so. She's the executive. Oh, damn it. Um, Jennifer Aniston. She's got to be the virtuoso. No, she's the campaigner. This is uh. going to go very. Wrong. <laughs> That's what I mean. Just be rapid. Don't okay, worry. Just, you know what? I don't care. Yeah, uh, Beyonce. The entertainer. Yes, correct. Yes. One, you got one. Nicki Minaj. The campaigner. Uh, she's the entertainer as well. Oh. Now you need. There's a lot of pressure on you to get this next one oh, right. It's not pink, is it? Pink. Oh man, <laughs> I didn't know pink had done this. Hmm. Um, she's got to be the mediator. Uh, <gasps> one more try. She's the virtuoso. Uh. One more try. <laughs> Third life. The, oh, God. I'm a cat. I'm a cat. I have nine. Um, the defender. Uh, she's the entertainer as well. She's? She ESFP. Oh, of course. Girl, honestly. Yeah. Um, Lady Gaga. The entertainer. No. <laughs> <laughs> so she is, um, what's ISFP? Oh, she's the adventurer. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. Rihanna. The entertainer. Uh. Okay, the commander. Uh. The logician. Wrong. She's the adventurer as well. Oh, my good. Yeah, well, they're the theme. They're all the same one. Exactly. Victoria Beckham. Oh. She ain't going to be the logistician. <laughs> she said, uh, the... This one will surprise you. It begins with C. The console. Yes. <gasps> no. Oh, hmm. that's sweet. Uh, Oprah Winfrey. Oh. Um, uh, the debater. Uh, the protagonist. Yes. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. I'm learning. I'm learning. Well done. You're picking it up. Kim Zolciak. 
Kim Tolsiak. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is amazing. So we're in the Real Housewives territory now. Um, I would have said... Uh, uh, she's not a campaigner, is she? No. It's Thank one we've mentioned already. Okay. The... Which doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> All of them? <laughs> All of the above. The entertainer. Uh, the adventurer. Uh, <laughs> the advocate. Uh, mention that you just no, said... so it's the logistician. No, yeah, practical fact. Well, if you think about, it, she is quite. She is very much like that because, like you know, she's very much like she got um, what was that name's uh, Croy, and you know, she, she's got her brand. She knows her money. She acts like she's dumb, but she's not. Yeah, you, you know, and she's also got a nursing degree. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> she was like, just because you strip in a nurse's outfit <laughs> does not make you a nurse. <laughs> have a nursing degree, which is exactly what a Zoho would say. <laughs> Oh, I love, that, I love that. So speaking of the great one, Nini Leakes, Lenithia Nini, Leakes. Lenithia, you have to be the entertainer. Correct. Yes. Well done. Candy Bruss. Bruss. Entrepreneur. Uh, let me just check the my SCP? definitions. No. Um, oh, ISFP, the adventurer. <clears throat> um, one more try. The commander. <clears throat> no, oh. she's the logician. She's also a leg- oh, what is it? INTP. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, Cynthia Bailey. Who? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm <laughs> the Cynthia Bailey Some Fashion shade. Academy, remember? It's a fun shade. Um, the Consul. <laughs> the Defender. <laughs> the Advocate. Yes! Oh. Do you know what? I was, was it because I was looking at that? Maybe my eye was looking at How did you know that? Was so, it? because I was going through like caring because she ha- can be warm hmm. I, you know qu- mystical quiet mm. um, now you better you know oh, please. are you ready to get checked <laughs> Sheree <laughs> Whitfield oh my god where, where is um, the best reader in town um, she's got to be maybe the debater <laughs> the um, the Executive. Yes, correct. Yes. Which, but that doesn't make sense for me because then it's an like organized, punctual leader. leader. And like, <laughs> isn't she like a fashion show with no fashion? Exactly, there's no fashion. And then turning up, you know, late because she had to go to her son's recital <laughs> in a hoodie. That was, that she was organized because she knew she was going to be late for that. So that's why she was punctual and she was a leader. And then she was a leader because she knew Nini before when she had the bad teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Fix your teeth. The rotten teeth. Fix your teeth. I'm rich. I'm, I'm rich, bitch. Oh, the classic. And then uh, Phaedra Parks. Oh, my favourite. Phaedra. Phaedra. Is she a protagonist? Yeah. Um, remind me what the protagonist is. The character, uh, ENFJ. No. Uh, um, this will surprise you. We've, she's one of the other one of the other housewife ones. Um, she, oh, is she also the logistician? Yes, ah. correct. And then the very last one, um, Tyra Banks. <gasps> oh, this one's going to be a good so one. So three tries and that's all you get. So I yeah. think the commander. Uh, Wow, I'm surprised. Um, the debater? Uh, um, the entrepreneur? Uh, so, it's actually ANTM. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look that one up. I, I forgot. That. that just occurred to me just Genius. now. So. But I'm sure you're probably right. She's probably one of she's those. She's got to she? be one of those. Like, you know, Tyra. Like, she's probably, she probably invented MBTI. And she's like, you know, when she was doing ANTM, she was like, you know, I saw MDBTI and I, I thought, this could be a tough model. Oh and like, it's so God. crazy. But anyway, girl, I think, do you know what? It's time for you to take it to the bridge. So, whether or not MBTI resonates with you, we all say you should practice it safely. Absolutely. Safe MBTI, kids. <laughs> well, anyway, speaking of safe MBTI, you know I think it's time to head, head over. Fans Yay! Woo! So, um, I think we kind of hinted at this earlier. I just want mm. to talk about putting your um, MBTI profile on your dating. Oh, sorry, one second. Loser! <laughs> 
<laughs> yay or no? I don't think I need to say it. Okay. I just think it's just like, well, in one way, you know, like I said, it, is, it can be interesting because then it's like, oh, wow, this is what this person has taken this quiz and this is the outcome that, you know, they got. Um, but by the same token, I'm just kind of like, hmm. God, and then like, like, you know, what's yours? And blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just like, why don't you actually meet for a coffee and find out rather yeah. than endlessly chatting or why ghosting I... me or just picking up after like for six months and being like, oh, hello, how are you? It's like, uh, excuse me. Well, you know, your type didn't say that you were a B-I-T-C-H <laughs> <laughs> who I should have just not clicked right, swiped right on. Sorry. No, no, no. I completely agree. It's almost as if people want to cut to the chase instead of asking you the questions that are going to help you understand what their personality is rather than just getting something that's quite derivative. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've done it in the past. I remember when I first used to see it, I used to think, oh, my God, is this a new STD? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. I was like, what is this? I was like, I'm so confused. I was like, do we need to be worried about this? And then I think I just realized that, yes, I had it on there for a while, but yeah. it confused people because a lot of people used to, just, I mean, you know what? It does sound like a drug. It mm. just sounds really odd. I thought I'd rather have the conversation with someone about who I am rather than just give them some, I don't know, inaccurate insight. And if they do put too much reliance on it, will they dismiss me unnecessarily? Will they put too much hope into me? I, I don't want that. Get to know. Exactly. It's like if they're going to say, oh, right, well, this is an executive here or a logician. That's exactly what I need in my life. I need them to do my holiday admin. And then you meet them and they don't know how to do diddly squat. They can't even order a coffee. Do you know what I mean? God. So it'd be crazy. No, I, I just remember now. I do remember going on a date with one guy that said, oh, we're the most compatible types together or whatever. I can't remember what mm. his was. And I remember him talking extensively about Harry Potter and Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. I was like, I think that is um, says a lot about MBTI. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, that, that, that sums it up totally, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, God. you wouldn't have got that if you put your horoscope on there. No, honestly. Indeed. But what sums it up even more appropriately is... Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, podcast, podcast is mine! We hope that you've enjoyed listening to The Podcast is Mine. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and share it with a friend. You can also follow us on all the socials. On Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube, we are The Podcast Is Mine. And then on Twitter, we are Podcast Is Mine. Or you can email us at thepodcastismine at gmail.com. Oh, and one more thing, The Podcast Is Mine.